Welcome to episode 271 of the No Proscenium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from the No Pro headquarters, the source of everything immersive here in Los Angeles, a.k.a. the kitchen table. This week on the show, it's one of our After Dark specials. Uh, We've been uh, dark on the podcast for a week. It feels a lot longer. Uh, (laughs) It feels a lot longer. What a week. What a week. Uh, what two weeks? Uh, anyways, uh, won't get into why, but Catherine and I uh, touch base and talk about some of the stuff we've seen, just some trends are going on. So in this one, you're going to hear about uh, uh, some VR theater, some hybrid action. You're going to hear about uh, the Gathertown platform. You're going to hear about uh, uh, magic uh, so it's it's a little bit all over the place, and uh, this was recorded on Thursday, November fifth, around five thirty in the afternoon on uh, Pacific time. So a lot of the big news of the week uh, hadn't been settled yet. And technically, I'm recording this at eleven forty eight a.m. on Friday, West Coast time. Technically, some things aren't settled, uh, although uh, some organizations are uh, declaring. Uh, what's up with the presidential election and uh, the writing seems to be on the wall. Uh, Just a little bit of housekeeping before we go into it. Uh, This is going to, yeah. Item the first, we hit, we finally hit 350 backers uh, before November uh, 1st. Uh, Alex Leff was our 350th backer. uh, And that was super exciting. Uh, Thank you, Alex. Uh, uh, our other backers uh, who helped us get there are uh, Zoe Margolis, Bradley Gutsman, and Rachel Ho uh, have taken us, uh, keeping us moving forward. Although we also, at the beginning of November, as often happens, we lost some folks. So uh, we're back down to 345. Um, and our goal is to be at, uh, be at <laughs> our goal is to be sustaining and sustainable and all that stuff. So uh, if you can, uh, if you're a listener who doesn't, uh, we need your help. We do. Our sustaining backers are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hanson, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, Samuel Mustry, Sydney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, Emily Gillette, Brittany, and Elaine. You can join them all at patreon.com slash no proscenium. And with that, let's just get into it since it's Catherine and me talking. And uh, I talk too much in this one as it is. See you on the other side. <laughs> the go button um my original plan was to try and like have uh all of the you know pre-show stuff like so i could like do the cold open and just slide effortlessly into this so we would just you know be like it's after dark and like here's who the people and the whatnot but you know that was before i knew i was going to be like refreshing twitter every 10 minutes <laughs> what I mean, am i you saying probably i'm lying every that? 30 seconds yeah yeah, no, I mean, I knew, I knew, I knew, but it was, and it was even earlier today where I was like, hey, it was also the thing I was talking about before we turned the microphone on was when I was like, 
like I had that thought before <laughs> that stuff happened. Let so me turn like, from uh, one slow motion train wreck nightmare to a different kind <laughs> of nightmare. Like, ah, yeah. you have your free agency, free will, your choice yeah. of nightmare. Yeah. This is yeah. the bad place. This is the bad place. Um, but but we have started. Uh, you know, we've been. We never stop. We've been. We don't stop. That is, that is us. I was about to say we've been dark for two weeks. And then I remembered, no, we've only been dark for a week. I just haven't recorded anything in two weeks. And the week that I was gone, we like released like you 90 podcasts. We got an episode in like 90 other podcasts. Like there was so much audio put out that week. Um, as we put out the rest of the DuckTail stuff um, and everything. Uh, I think that I also mean, prompted us to lose a few. The podcast backers, wasn't even. The podcast was not really dark. The site was not really dark. No, um, no. The, the well, last new, week the podcast. The new, the the podcast new everything immersive public beta was also not really dark. <laughs> yeah, well, the the podcast was dark for a week because okay. the podcast was actually dark last week uh, right. on Halloween, like which was not the original plan. So that's why I feel like the plan got changed. Um, and I mean, we've been. I figure this one. I don't know like we 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 catch up all the time but like there's there's so there's so much stuff we've seen and there's like some there's like some decisions to to oh, be made and I've seen. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like we're we're starting to come we're coming out of an era of uncertainty I'm going to say that I don't want to jinx anything but um but I feel like we're 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 coming out of an era of uncertainty and we're starting to be able to, like, you know, make some plans. And, yeah, I figure we'll, we might do some of that just here on the podcast. Just, like, make some make some big decisions. I always make big policy decisions, so why not? I know. Not it's great. You just, like, once. start proposing stuff, and then I try to, to mask my <laughs> um, shock and awe for the, for the audience. Yes, it's just <laughs> shock and awe. It just, it's amazing. <laughs> Well, you're sometimes you're not even like actually on the air. It's just like I'll just like, hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do this from now on. <laughs> like, what did he just get us into? Um, that's why maybe it's that's a preamble to listen to the end of the podcast first, because that's the like, oh, that's right, news, actual oh. proper announcement. Well, I will add all of the context, oh. dates, time, and time zone. <clears throat> Interesting. I didn't realize it. I never thought that like some people would like jump ahead to the end oh uh, yeah that's me whole, i'm always like thing. wonder what he's gonna rant about this week he didn't tell me oh god all right <laughs> what's happening <laughs> time to send a text message we're, we're, we're posing what <laughs> <laughs> um well on that note let's start with one of those things so i saw a magic show last night um and and that's what it was it was a magic show on, show on Zoom. Uh, it definitely oh, had. I think I know which yeah. one. It's, this is someone who's been very immersive adjacent in the past. Yes, they've like dipped their toe in a lot. Yeah, like uh, the show's called the Zoom Hotel, um, and I was watching it. So you know, we're recording this on Thursday, November fifth, for for posterity. That's uh, also known as uh, Tuesday the third, the second. No, the third. Sorry, Tuesday the third, the third. That's what day we're recording this. Um, 
And so last night was Tuesday the 3rd to the 2nd, uh, also known as November 4th. Um, and it sounds like the math equation. Am I going to be tested on this later? It's funny you should mention math equations because like math definitely got involved in magic. Um, and it was, I'll say right now, like, you know, I'm, I'm not, when I was younger, I loved magic. Right. Um, and one of my, one of my great joy, joyful memories uh, when I was uh, of television watching when I was a kid was like when Penn and Teller started to get their own specials on whatever station was giving them specials. I ate that stuff up something fierce. Like I loved, I loved watching them be completely transparent about what they were doing, but then also just have that thing that that just beyond. Right? right, like they'll do a full breakdown of a traditional magic act, and then there was just something that just took us took us the next level. Yeah, it's and, like the charisma. Uh, but I'm also showing you everything. I'm not hiding anything, but also misdirection within the misdirection. Oh, and by the way, you know how this is done, and yet you are still amazed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so love it. So I would watch them. I'd watch David Copperfield. I was just like, you know, I was I was totally into it, and still, and still. I enjoy it. I I I didn't become a, a magic person, and I have my manual dexterity is limited to video game controllers, so I could just never work certain like coin tricks and whatnot. I tried, and it just didn't happen. So, illusions, and I think that's probably illusions. <laughs> illusions, illusions, Michael. <laughs> a trick is something illusions. a whore does for money. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, I merely I'm just laughed. quoting. Just, just As, quoting. I'm quoting. I'm just quoting, else. Michael. You know. Um, but oh, like man. magic often collides into our world, right? Like oh, magic, the journey, magic completely the present, the illusionist, like uh, in and of itself, you know, there's all this crossover. David Kwong. Absolutely. And, and, and it's actually been one of the great joys of, of immersive for me has been the recontextualization of stage magic, right? Um, because, I, you know, th there is an alternate universe version of Noah who, <laughs> whose fingers are a little more adept, who probably is totally like, whose dream was probably to become a member of the Magic Castle. I say this as someone who has friends who are magician members of the Magic Castle. Right, and who do stuff that I freaking love. Um, it's just not it's it's not one of my core fandoms. So like I feel I feel weird. I guess I'm trying to say I'm not claiming to be a big magic fan, but also I I so enjoy the time I spend in that world as a matter of context. For context for what I'm gonna to propose to you, Catherine, our executive editor next, which is I think I, and we've talked about this a little bit before. I think we just kind of like have to have a magic category on the EI site. Um, we now, rejected something early on. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. The EI site being everythingimmersive.com, the new beta search engine and creator portal, which is distinct from No Proscenium and also distinct from the Facebook group, which is also called Everything Immersive, where. Um, you know, think, whether or not magic ends up posted there is also like different. 
Yeah. I would say distinct is maybe strong as a term. <laughs> like they're they're sibling sites. Um, but they're definitely different places that you can go. Um, but like, you know, we've 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 now I think we've put Zoom Hotel in. Uh I think we had uh Piff the Magic Dragon uh is is also on on the site. We we rejected someone early on. I think the hard thing for us, and we've look, we've gone to like magic shows. A lot of it is immersive adjacent, or what we'd call we traditionally call immersive adjacent. I think there's something to this idea that you know, it's like when we cover Gone Home, or where like we write a feature about Gone Home, or when we're you know putting the Oculus Guide together on the NoPro site. Like, I think the Things like Zoom Hotel, um, because you're you're participating in the production of the magic. I don't want to give everything away. Um, and, and just for the record, like it didn't it didn't blow me out of the water. Like there are certain things about it that I thought was really cool. Like as a matter of like adapting a piece of theater into Zoom, I thought it was very interesting. Like some of the some of the techniques and tools he was using and uh and and the the artist broke it down at the end like one of the things um because he wasn't giving away magic secrets but one of the things he did is they they built he he like either acquired or like rigged up uh the type of animation desk that disney animators used to use like back in the day to to create multi-planar right and so then had like a web he had a webcam looking into that so he could create he could create depth. It was really very, very cool. Very, very smart. Um, very one-man band. Um, just like, just, it was sort of fascinated with it, with how some of it was going. Um, but wasn't fully in our zone, right? Like we were, we were there with him. Um, it was optional participation, if you will. You could have just like sat back entirely, then leaned back. But it was definitely, you know, it was it was level one, you know, our level one participation. Like, this is enhanced. You know, if you participate, you're going to have a better time than if you just sit back. And there was a moment when there was a card, there was a card trick, and we we needed a, a deck of cards, and we were doing the physical part of it ourselves, and it worked. And I got to admit, like cutting through the the static of the day, I'm sitting there and I'm staring at my card in my own hand, which I myself produced out of the deck. And, and, and you have no idea actually, how you did that. I mean, you, you have some idea of how you did it. Like you, you sit there go like, oh, it must, there must be, there's something to what we just did that managed to produce the effect, right? Like obviously, but I'm not sure if the principle of how it worked, which again, kind of gets me to that Penn and Teller zone, right? It's like, oh, I see how it's going on, but I don't actually know how to do it. But in this case, I just did it. So it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm making magic. And that's, if that's what people are doing, Particularly because if you can recontextualize those kinds of moments into, you know, there's there's sort of like, I think what we're always looking for is total immersive, right? 
the thing that isn't just, oh, this is a LARP or, oh, this is an escape room or, or, oh, this is a processional show. Oh, this is a magic act. Oh, this is a, this is a virtual reality sandbox. No, I want all of that in one thing. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time. I want, I want the, I want total, you know, total Total theater. Yeah. 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 Right. Like I want, I want someone, I mean, not just for the sake of putting it in, like don't throw the kitchen sink in, but I want, I want stuff that is, is not afraid to pull an opera and just borrow and steal from every discipline in order to create the effect they want to create and magic, whether it's whether it's like any of the folks you mentioned, whether it's like Vinnie DePonto, you know, creating effects for third rail projects, or it's Vinnie Vinnie doing a show himself. If if uh, yeah, but I think it's also good if we just categorize it um, as its own thing. I mean, it could just go into interactive live streams, I guess, which is where they are right now. But I feel like maybe it's the kind of thing that people would, you know, want to be able to search the way they want to search escape rooms, right? Which I is think how we so. I don't know. Yeah, we, like yeah. stuff. I think for a good chunk of our audience, it's they're going to look at it and be like, well, are there characters? Is there a narrative? Is there a story world? How century is this going to be? Um, mm-hmm. And it may not be to their taste. So it's either going to get commingled in through with the rest of the interactive live streams. Or maybe it does belong in its own category. And even though it might be in the newsletter, we might talk about it or have it be a pick of the week. We may not actually review it in the way that we write like a thousand words about a LARP over Zoom or an interactive telephone play or something that's like audio that has rituals and like moving around your apartment. Like those might get the actual reviews, but it's not like you want to ignore stuff. Um, And like, things where and maybe we're hopefully as the future unfolds we will continue to see the thing that we were seeing previously which is that a theater company does proscenium pieces but then also throws in a pod play and has an interactive thing and like maybe it's just it's all part of that movement where uh the influence of it is just so strong you can't get away from it yeah Sounds good. I, I, and I think making it its own category. And that also comes down to like, you know, we've got these like, you know, interactive live stream as a category, whereas, you know, I don't know, this would be interesting for the audience to like, tell us like, are they searching by the type of thing or are they searching by genre? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And of course we're skewing the results because when there's a big old horror button on the front page, guess what people click on? the horror button <laughs> right well we also we need to i mean a lot of that comes down to like we we intend to have that be dynamically shifting like all the time yeah <laughs> or not, some some is crowdsourced based on clicks and eyeballs and ticket sales or whatever we're tracking and then some is more the editorial yeah. lens like these are the critics picks or this is what we think is really interesting or trying to break the mold yes break the mold yeah. that that was the phrase that i was probably looking for earlier because to a, to a certain segment of people, to a certain audience, when you say magic show, it's a couple rows of people all facing mm-hmm. a dude with a table mm-hmm. and an assistant, and he's in a tux, and like that's the way you interact. All of the things that we're talking about are quite different. P- 
people who are trying to break that proscenium arch, people who are trying to maybe make a little bit more of a narrative, make a little bit more of a story, like uh, in and of itself, a lot of it was a personal story, or maybe there are characters, or maybe it's about like a specific time and place. So not, we're not talking about the old school, everyone show up to like a room that basically looks like a parlor. Yeah, I think that's something we would continue to like reject. Like if someone was doing their their normal like a normal like we like we like weird stuff, you know? Like like if we were listening comedy, we won't be listening comedy. But if we were listening comedy, we'd be doing like the alternate rooms. We wouldn't be telling you what was going on at the comedy store. Right? But we'd also tell you if suddenly like one of the big rooms was doing something like completely experimental. That's sort of the that's that's the editorial voice. And yeah. an editorial voice does seep into you know what we what we allow and don't allow on on the new site. You know. Um mostly because like the thing are starting I feel, to get it. You know, they're like, yeah. Hey, I don't know if this is interactive or immersive enough for you, but here's what we're trying to do. And I'm always yeah. like, Yes and like let's keep going with this. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're trying to encourage more people to do more stuff. It's like but there's also, you know, there's plenty of Zoom readings and there's plenty of stuff that's like, oh, you just made a bad television show, you know. Um, and or a bad video game or a bad yeah. movie, <laughs> right? Like Before bad immersive about... ends up feeling a lot like those. Oh, yeah. But you were going to do a smoother segue. I was going to do it slightly. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say like before we, before we talk about bad, because I, I think there's an emerging platform that I want to talk about um we'll get to in a little bit but you i I haven't put the the notifications on slack back on yet because last week was so murderous and then this week is so murderous um so i just noticed your message from earlier the day that um or was it yesterday that you did scarecrow and you've written up you've written it up now yes um and and so i did a little bit yeah (laughs) so will and i did scarecrow uh, when it was at Sundance as a fully embodied thing with an actor in the room and it was, you were in there by yourself and that you had like, like there was like a, a thing you were holding that was like heat reactive or, or created mm-hmm. heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like extra sensory things and it was super delightful. Uh, and we were both very curious about how, that wonderfully embodied, sweet experience um, where there's a live performer in the room with you would translate into a small multi-person actor-driven VR chat-based experience. And you've done it now. Yes, I have. I did it last night. Uh, It is currently free. Uh, You need to have a gaming PC and a VR-ready headset. So if you've got a Vive or a Rift or an Index, you have the right kind of equipment. If you have a Quest, you're going to need the Oculus Link cable or a high-speed USB-C3 cable to hook up to a PC in order to be able to do it. Unfortunately, it's not available for standalone Quest, but they're running it through November 11th as part of Raindance Immersive. Um, And all the material says that it is for up to two people at a time, but I actually, I had two strangers and myself, one whom I figured out who they were later, plus the actor. So that's actually four people interacting in uh, VR chat. Mm. And it 
in some ways it reminds me of the under because everything is gestural and you don't have the ability to speak to one another but at the mm. same time it's a totally different aesthetic a totally different story and a totally different world and i thought it was just lovely and i'm guessing that what happened um you know in the transition was that they focused a lot more on the kind of the kind of like group interactions because i spent a lot of time just kind of playing and messing around with the other people and so some what happens to for you to log in is they actually send you a different vr chat account so you're anonymous so you they make like all these dummy accounts and they already have preset avatars so i was talking and i'm well, not really talking but like kind of gesturing and having this like visual conversation with someone in a green fairy costume and i really thought it was will but it turns out it was not Will, even though Will had a ticket for the same time slot. Will was actually one of the other avatars who I also ended up interacting with, but just seeing the actor interact with someone else and how like wonderful and joyful it can be. And then they turn that attention to you and then you kind of go back to the group. Like that really reminded me a lot of what Tenderclaws had done specifically uh, their work on Tempest. And is the actor speaking at all or is fully in gestural mode as well? Yeah, everyone is muted and yet you're able to communicate. So we were cheering each other on and we were shaking hands and we were clapping for each other when, you know, someone did something and we wanted to acknowledge it. And it really, it, it actually kind of took me aback. The actor just, like the only time you hear the actor speak is when they're bowing and they thank you and it's the end. Like that was one line that's all i heard oh wow there's something really powerful in vr right now about kind of taking everyone back to the people think of it as like oh you can't talk so how can you be social and i'm like no we're being regressed to being pre-verbal so we're having to focus more on how our intention and how we how we want to communicate with someone because we don't know how for the most part yeah i and guess that, it's like both deeper but also like is it deeper or primitive or both because like you can't it's much more difficult to communicate something complex but if you just want to be like yes i'm going to do that with you or no i don't want to do that let's do this instead like that is a little bit easier to communicate if all you can use is your body yeah well, and I and I, and that's what's that's what kind of is exciting to me uh, about it is, you know, you're you're not in default mode, mm. and if someone, you know, we all know like some people have the gift of gab, and some people are able to dominate conversations, but when you like strip that away, particularly in a group experience dynamic, it sort of like levels the playing field for everyone in my experience. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And, you know, I, sure, you can say that it's not going to be as, as, I don't know, as social, but I had a tug of war over a stick with a green fairy. <laughs> and then, like, I was late to do something and, like, an, uh, someone in a giant bull avatar came and got me. And then, actually, that turned out to be Will. Um, 
the scarecrow wanted to kind of break the ice and interact with each one of us individually. And so um, the scarecrow kind of like pantomimed the shape of a bull's ears and like was pointing at Will inside the bull avatar and then like looking at us. And we were all like, oh yes, yes, he's a bull. Everyone put your hands up. And then he started being, um, this is gonna sound cheesy, but like he started pretending like he was trapped in a box. He was a mime in VR. And then Will was like, oh, I am also a mime. So there's this giant bull avatar pretending that he's a mime looking at a scarecrow who is also a mime. And I don't know, I, it could have been the mood I was in. I mean, it's been a very, very tense week here in the United States of America, but I just found it hilarious and touching and just really heartwarming. Be like, oh, uh, he's gonna come up to you and he's gonna draw a happy face where your face is in space. And then we're all going to like, look at the happy face and cheer. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like a really interesting adaptation of, of what the dynamic was in the live piece to have. Yeah. To, to like watch people play and be playing with other people and not just like, have it be a one-to-one it reminds me a little bit of um oh my god trying to remember a name right now but there was there was a piece here in los angeles it was uh just just called play and you know you would you would it was basically like about an hour and a half of like kind of structured unstructured play um and it was taking place at uh four larks's uh space in downtown LA and I, I like want to go I wrote I wrote up a review of it like this was a couple of years ago and you know you you entered the space by like crawling up onto a slide and sliding down into it and everyone you know everyone was like 18 and up um and there were games of charades and everything it was just very 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 you know fundamental it's kind of like you know almost like a I don't know what do you want to call it like childlike, uh, like a, like a, innocent, yeah, like a, kind of, like a jamboree, yeah. a jamboree for adults, right? You know, <laughs> and um, and good lord, we need that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just 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 getting people back to something simple, something. It's not innocence. It's elemental, elemental, and and allowing to be vulnerable, right? You know, like allowing you like permission to just explore space around you without without a big stakes going on um and be doing that with other people that's the thing to be doing that with other people and have have the dynamic of how you're doing with that with other people to be designed out a little bit so you're not feeling so isolated oh yeah definitely like i i could tell that the actor was really good at figuring out the pacing and like it sometimes when you go to the stuff it feels like maybe there's too much downtime um in between scenes or set pieces and then other times it feels like you're being rushed from place to place to place and it felt very considered and very thoughtful and like oh okay we're going to do a little bit of unstructured play now. We're going to go over here. And then now we're going to go over here. And then, oh, the music's starting to change. Oh, we've got, we're getting visual cues in the world around us. Oh, something's about to happen. And all of that did not feel 
too rushed and it didn't feel too slow, which is mm. uh, it's kind of remarkable because that's that's a huge hurdle for a lot of these remote and online shows is the pacing seems off, technical oh, man, difficulties, yeah. things are happening too fast, things are happening too slow. Pacing, pacing's a pacing's the devil, and particularly if you're having a night that's off on your pacing, I think it completely shapes people's people's experience, um, like the the ability to. I mean, that's true of any like live show too, right? You know, like we we all we all know that it's it's the one advantage that like I never thought of it this way. Literally, all these years, I've never thought of this. Well, <laughs> one of the advantages that musical theater has is that the tempo is pretty much set. And there's like, a freaking metronome that you as the yeah. audience don't even like know is there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like you get you get a straight drama, maybe the actors are going a little quick, maybe they're going a little slow, right? You know, like something's, something's on, really on or really off about it that night in terms of pace and that can mess with the show. You're not going to have that happen in a musical except for the the, the times when they're just talking, you know? Well, there's also <laughs> and, like someone whose entire job it is to be like, oh, I need to pull back slightly tonight because the crowd's not into it. Or, oh, I need to push forward because the crowd is into it. And like trying to feel out the different personalities. Like um, there's a great episode of 20,000 Hertz with the folks who do the live sound for Hamilton as to how they're doing all of that kind of like sound direction. And mm. it seems to me really, really relevant for immersive theater because even though it's not evident, there is someone on Broadway in a dark booth, like somewhat kind of feeling out the energy of the crowd and being able to make those calls. Well, and that's, and that's not about the pacing though. That's about the but the mixing or what what calls are they making yeah definitely mixing but um just like that's part of it too is like when does this thing start to swell or when do you pull mm. something up or turn something down right like that i think a lot of times especially if you're new to any of this technological stuff and you're doing it on your own right it's like uh it feels like you're a little ham-fisted at first and it doesn't feel smooth and buttery you're just like herky-jerky kind of feeling your way through it oh. especially with zoom right oh, like yeah. it's you're either in the breakout room or you're not like where's my beautiful transition where the lights change man yeah yeah well that was one of the things that was interesting about zoom hotel is there were actually a lot of transitions that that he had set up and he, and his his wife is the director, so he and his wife um, had had set up uh, this, the, these contraptions, if you will, in order to keep in, and had a turntable going and moving things along. And that and that was that you know it didn't always one hundred percent work. There were a couple of times when it it kind of you could see the cracks in between things, um, and. But but when it did work, when things were going well, it was really nice and reassuring. I'm yawning a lot tonight. I don't know why. Um, this is it was not nice a statement about the show itself. <laughs> no, I, I literally don't know. Like for some reason, um, who knows? Maybe maybe there's a problem with uh, 
there's well, there's always something going wrong. Hey, today is uh, March two hundred fiftieth, so you know you you've been awake for a long time, man. I thought it was only March two hundred forty ninth. I saw that on no. Darth's feed today. It's two fifty. No. March oh, really? Two, March um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Brett Kaner linked me to a site on GitHub that like someone just made a Forever March calendar. Like they're just generating Forever March. <laughs> So according to them, today is March twenty fifth or two hundred fifty. Two hundred fiftieth. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm also trying to think of like, um, trying to think if there's like a something. <laughs> Just like, did I have enough coffee today? And I'm realizing like, mm, I should have had enough caffeine. Who knows. Mostly I'm just worried. It's like, oh man, we don't have a gas leak or something that isn't like putting me to sleep. Um. <laughs> I mean, the oven won't come on anymore, but the broiler does. So I don't. We're not leaking gas because we didn't explode. That, <laughs> that that happened on election night. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, cook the, this chicken off tonight. Right. You know? Let's make and some cooking like, now. Yeah, and then the oven. Well, the chicken I could cook off because stick in the broiler, but like no cookies. I have right. I have all the makings for cookies. I had some. I have some nice like Pillsbury pumpkin rolls. I was gonna make. I was be like, let's go. Um, nope, 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 nope. No such luck. Um, yeah, the, 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 all the technical stuff. Um, it's why it's like really impressive to see the folks who do manage to get some of this zoom stuff, um, to not, not, to not feel like, oh God, a zoom meeting which I think there's still a fair amount of performances that still feel like a Zoom meeting. It's it's a conference but, call. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're in a conference call. But there's there's others that are starting to, even if they're using the format of a conference call, managing to like make it feel less that way, you know? Did you end up seeing objectivity with uh, Mr. and Mischief? I did. I did. I know you like that one a lot. Yeah. I I struggle to talk about it because there's some really wonderful elements that I'm sure change slightly every night. And I, I feel like they've, um, one of the very important aspects of it is the kind of genre it's in. And they, I think I've chosen to like bury it a little bit in their description and their marketing that it is in fact a musical. <laughs> I don't want anyone to like be like, Oh God, I don't want to go to a zoom musical, but no, you want to go to this zoom musical and they have extended through November. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it is funny, and I think I think that yeah, it's buried in the marketing, but it's not completely gone. And it, but I think that's also part of the the game is that it presents itself as one thing, even though you you know it's not going to be, and then it morphs into something, and it morphs into I mean it does it in a very clever way, um, which I was which I was impressed with. Um, I I enjoyed it. It it didn't knock me down. Um, and I've, I've been, I've been knocked down by their stuff before. Right. So there's always a little bit of that writing in there of like, you want to be like, oh my God, it was also, I, I was not seeing it like in the best week for me to be seeing anything. Right. <laughs> um, even, well, I mean, and before things really started to go like off, but I was I was already I, mean, I think I saw it on like the Friday that like I I, I went on vacation quote unquote uh, some vacation that was, um, and so I was just burned out 
and it's it's not super participatory. Like if you want to, you can lean in and you can get involved, but it's definitely more it, it's it's a it's a level one as we like to call it, right? You know, optional uh, but encouraged. Optional but encouraged, and like also the kind that like means that someone's going to step forward into the spotlight, right? Which is and this is actually another reason why of like oh we should probably have magic in here because there's mechanically there's there's kind of no difference between when it comes to like audience the audience participation that's happening in these shows mechanically between say what Siobhan's doing what objectivity is doing and what zoom hotel is doing the mechanics are very similar someone may get spotlighted mm-hmm. but oops sorry hmm. someone may get spotlighted sorry everybody <laughs> um but it's it's not the you don't same. Have to. You can lean back. Yeah, you don't have to. Things don't things don't move won't stop if you don't. And you know, there's there's um and not everyone not everyone's gonna have the opportunity to really step forward, right? That's where the categorization stuff often starts to be a little bit like, oh well, you know. Um, which is why it's it's interesting when people are able to do stuff with a group dynamic, you know, in in that. Um, and that's what I want to see people explore more with, you know, still let people lean back, but like not make it that the focus ones at being because all I can ever think of is like when we when I first started exploring this stuff and I explained to somebody, there someone was like, oh God, I don't want to be picked out. I don't want to be put to in the spotlight. Quote unquote crowd work, right? Like, yeah. It's what happens when you sit in the front row of a comedy show and you inevitably get picked on or whatever. Like, people yep. don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I, I don't, and I don't actually find that interesting, you know? Um, and, and I will admit, like, some of the shows and some of the stuff we like, you know, does tend to start to kind of lean towards crowd work. And I think the challenge for everyone is to not, lean on crowd work right that's the creative or if you're going to do crowd work have the crowd work not just a person that you plucked out because right. you want to hit on them <laughs> that's and it's like interchangeable to some degree that is just like why is it this person i don't yeah. know because it's always like the blonde girl who's in the front blah blah blah, blah every show <laughs> yeah Exactly. Well, that could be a plant, but that's another thing. Uh, yes, and I have definitely never been annoyed by a plant at a LARP I went to. No. <clears throat> oh, was that, that was a something recent? For someone else. No, no, okay, that was no. that was a while ago. Okay. But I was kind of like, this um, other player is getting very, very emotional right now. Oh, and God, oh no, no, this other player is. Why is this other player crying? Oh no, I don't think this is a player. I think oh, this is an actor, man. but they're being presented as a player. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, name the show. And when done well, plants can work. That's all we're going to say. It's true. It's true. When done, no, it's absolutely true. When done well, plants can definitely work. Um, they can, they can confuse. And and I've, def, I, yeah. Yes. Full We've stop. all been there. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been then, there. Then on the flip side, I've been also playing slash with a bunch of people who swore someone was a plant and they were not. 
they were just really, really into the character they'd been assigned and had done extra research. And I'm not talking about Evan from Candle House, who has never been mistaken for a paid actor in something where he was just a player. Nope. Nice. Um, well, well, they did a good that's... job designing character for Evan, and Evan did a good job role playing. So, kudos to everyone all around. Well, and that's and that's one of the places where the the place where LARP connects over to our world is actually re- really cool and interesting, right? Is like if it if it lets people have the keys and open things up and start start moving around, um, and it lets lets the thing be more than what the the designers intended to be um that's part of the full potential the you know what 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 you know emergent storytelling right emergent narrative inside this space is it's not the north star but it's definitely one of the major constellations inside this sky um speaking of things that can involve larps and group and collaborative um gather towns really starting to be a thing have you done much in gather at all <laughs> i think Gosh, you have no, I, think uh, been, I, think mm. I think you've been making things um uh mainly stuff for school that i can't talk too much about but yeah i've hosted a gather event or two so for people who aren't familiar, um, it is a website that you access through your browser, and in it you play a 2D character similar to Link in Legend of Zelda, and you are moving around this RPG video game-like interface where there can be different rooms and tunnels and whatnot, and so you're just kind of you're moving your little sprite avatar up and down, left and right, and as you encounter other people in the space, it automatically makes an ad hoc video connection. And uh, you still see this like top-down 2D map, but it only creates this audio video video connection between the people who are proximate to one another. So it feels a lot more like you're walking around and mingling at say a large event or a cocktail party. Um, A lot of people are doing conferences this way, just kind of saying like, hey, uh, you know, your typical birds of a feather kind of meetup thing where everyone who's interested in this, go over there. Everyone who's interested in that, go over here. Uh, You can also do things like murder mysteries in there. You know, uh, every person has a secret they have to keep from the other characters as well as, you know, uh, some sort of suspicion that they need to sow amongst the other folks. And then you can all have your characters kind of running around this 2D map doing the things that they need to do. Uh, And then if you get the more premium plans, you can start embedding objects in there. You can have YouTube videos or feeds in there as well, Uh, documentation. They've really opened things up in terms of people who are saying like, I don't want this just like grid of faces staring at me and I don't want it to feel like a conference call. I want to feel like I have an environment I can wander and I can explore and that I can design. So you can go into gather and say, oh, um, you know, I want the town hall template or I want the cruise ship template or I want the whatever kind of party template or you can go in and say, I want to make my own template 
and I'm starting to design this 2D map. And it, again, it's very much like a video game where you can say like, I wanna have a room that's this big and it'll probably only comfortably fit three or four people. So that's good for like, you know, that's the back room where like the mob boss is doing his dealings. And I'm hoping to see more theater companies start to take advantage of it. Uh, one thing that is a little tricky is that it does need to be run in a web browser, which means you can't really do it on a smartphone. You can't really do it on a tablet and you can't really like put it up on like your, your Apple TV or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about people trying to do too much with gather. Like I think there's, I think there's some things that that, and not even to talk about the implementation of it, because I've seen the 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 sort of the, the alpha version of it every town, um, which which was had an even cruder graphical interface. I saw uh, a friend of mine, Bunny Holmes. She was running uh, her her both. She was running parties, and she was running her circus events uh, with after parties. Uh, using every town as the place for people to mingle um, while they were exploring other things. So like her parties also had a big um, and even her circus events had like a twine interface that would then lead you to maybe like some featured videos that you would watch. And then you could hang out with people in every town spaces and then gathers like the evolution of that. We'll have this, I think a lot of the same team. Um, I could be getting that wrong. Uh, yeah, no, um, I think Online Town was their first, like, hey, let's just do Online something. Town. And yeah, then yeah. Gather Town was, oh, we can actually sell this as a solution for enterprise uh, universities, people running conferences. So yeah. they were like, oh, okay, let's actually put in, like, paid plans and tiering. And like, oh, yeah, if you yeah. get the super premium plan, you get 50 custom objects people can just find. And, like, the funky thing to for me about it is that it looks like a pixel art video game. It has some of the same limitations as a pixel art video game, but it doesn't have even the depth of, I mean, you could make to some degree with objects, you can make a degree of depth, but it generally doesn't have the depth of a pixel art video game. And so it's, it's a really weird thing as someone who plays, you know, has played, bajillion hours of video games uh, and still plays to this day uh, to a greater or lesser extent. The fall is really my video game time. So like it's, it's, it's peaking back up again. Um, particularly these days. Woof. Uh, <laughs> so it's, so it's not, there's a, there's an inherent dissatisfaction to the UI on the game side of it. The video side is actually, it's interesting and sometimes better and in some points it's good. I think it's really great for parties or for chatting with someone. Um, it's definitely less stressful. And like the idea of like coming upon someone you know uh, in a thing, I think it could be really great if people were designing stuff that wasn't for groups of randos, but was for, you know, intentional communities in some way. So I could totally see it being useful for conference type stuff. But I think people are looking at it and we, you know, we, we had the, the folks from dragon on and um, uh, they, they are doing a show in it. I think folks who were looking at it as a replacement for 
spatial experiences that like that's what they were that's what they were they're they're getting out of by having there be a map that you can you can watch out um it doesn't it doesn't create that feeling for me like i don't feel like i'm being drawn down into that map i'm not i'm not losing myself in it the way i would lose myself in a video game because i'm not thinking of that as like oh that's me going around like right. there's at but least like, not in the way that people have designed not the way it is right now yet. right yeah. But like right now you can see everything all the time. It's not actually like an RPG where there are places that are maybe dimmed or dark or um, you're just kind of like, oh, what's around this bend, right? Like no one's sat yeah, down and they're like, I'm don't... gonna do the McKittrick Hotel in here. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know if that, that top-down 2D thing will ever do that. I mean, we we went and did Burning Man, right? You know, in, in alt space. And we've been in a fair number of VR chat worlds at this point. And I know not everyone has access to those materials, uh, to the way to see them. Although I guess with the alt space and to some degree, maybe with some VR chat, you can like browser, but. Yeah. And you can also do that with hubs. It's just, yeah. did I tell you what happened it's... to me during Burning Man is I, I got kicked out on like my quest was freaking out. So I signed in through my PC and I found you guys again. And it was so late. No. Like seeing yeah. you guys again in the exact same place right after seeing you in that place, like inside headset versus I'm seeing you on the PC and using the arrow keys to get around. I was like, yeah, this sucks. Like, I do not want this at all. I want my dumb yeah. quest to like connect yeah. again. Yeah. No. Well, and that, and, I mean, t t to a degree, that's sort of my, my point is like, it's, these aren't embodied things. And there's a, there's a dissonance. There's a cognitive dissonance that I think like I think it's going to be easier if someone makes something where and this is why I'm still interested right so the fact that like uh, Spybrunch is doing Sherwood and Nottingham and the idea is that but they're Gather is one of the things they're using. They're also using Zoom and they're using a few other stuff. They're, they're taking an ARG multi-platform approach. Transmedia. Transmedia. Transmedia yes. is back, baby. Yes. Um, Don't uh, make bad video games, immersive theater people. Go make, make ARGs. Bad and transmedia. Make trans no. no, make yeah. good transmedia. Make good, make Jesus. Transmedia. Yeah, make good, good transmedia. But the joke is don't make bad video games. Make bad transmedia. Uh, no, make good transmedia. <laughs> It's um, true, though. A bad Zoom play is like often like a bad video game. Oh God. Well, let's 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 not let's let's not focus on that part of it. But okay, I think I think it's going to be interesting for me to be because I'm I'm going to do a longitudinal review for us. I'm curious how I'm going to feel about this tool when I'm not playing myself when I am playing a character. Wait, do you have when a I'm driving? Yet? Have you been assigned? No, I haven't been assigned yet. I need. I'm I need. So, there's some I'm so things. Curious. That... Noah's Robin Hood Diaries. What side is he on? Yeah. I know. Oh, I, I, that's gonna be. Uh, what side is um, Noah on? Is he on Rob the Rich? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it this way: if I get assigned to Nottingham, I'm gonna be annoyed. Um, oh, I will play. Or maybe you have to... empathy for the other side. No, I will play my character to like the hilt. Right, like if I'm assigned a bad guy, I want to be a bad guy, but they bad guys. Um, but with that in mind, um, 
you know, that idea of I'm going to drive a character and that, that might work more for me in this, in the, the whole gather thing, because it no longer becomes like, Oh, I'm exploring this place. It's like, no, like this character is exploring the place. And, you know, maybe that just means that like as theater companies continue to explore this tool, casting the role is all the more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just letting people just sort of like, you know, be themselves. Be themselves. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like the events that I run, you're the showgirl, you're the detective, you're the cheating wife, you're the captain, you're the cop, like you're the like babysitter that no one suspects. So this obviously that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a freaking murder mystery. So, you know, um, I think it's what we often describe at No Pro is like that, that entry level just that first taste and you're like, Oh, I actually like this a lot. What else is there? Yeah. So there's, so there's, there's things, there's, there's stuff going on. It's interesting. There's a lot of potential and we're only seeing like, this is all the first generation of stuff, right? Like learning the tools, learning what's important, figuring out OBS, which is a giant pain in the butt. (sighs) I know. I know. Yeah. But I I think the big thing is, and this is a good rule of thumb in general, folks shouldn't be approaching these tools as if they are a replacement for something else. Right? Because they're not. Zoom does not replace terms. Right. Yeah. Zoom doesn't replace a proscenium stage. Gather Town does not replace a physical build out. If you're thinking about it that way and you're programming it that way, it's gonna be awkward. But you look at Gather you Town, need to design that digital space the way you would design a real space with care. Like you need to think about the design. Absolutely. But it doesn't, but it 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 doesn't, you know, it's because it's literally the difference between walking around a stage and walk and and, and you know, taking drawing your finger around a blueprint, right? You know, the there there's the, those are those are totally different modes. Or flying around that blueprint in VR. Which is a lot closer to the reality, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing that I'm and I haven't spent a lot of time in VR in the past two weeks, but like the thing that I'm I, I look forward to. I'm gonna spend some time this weekend uh hanging out with folks in alt space just because I want to like take them around and show them some of the weird stuff I've found. And that great joy. I was like seeing that one of my friends, they may, maybe they've been VR chat, but they were talking about how they were like running around VR, like a VR gallery with, with another friend today. And they like heard other people having a conversation just a little, a little ways away. And those sort of that, that, that feeling that you're in a real spot, you know? Right. The presence. Um, yeah. The presence. Um, I think that's the other thing about gather that the presence trick doesn't really work because the the you've got a zone where the video will be kind of faded out and the audio will be a little faded out but it's kind of a t- tiny zone like you approach well, and like, then you see that it's the, oh, not continuous right there's like no. five five levels of saturation and they'll if you if you start to run away like the video will slowly dim out but it's like 20% at a time so it's it's very obvious what they're trying to do yeah and it doesn't it just it <sighs> Transitions, man. 
transitions. Always transitions. It, it it doesn't it doesn't do it doesn't do what it, what they think it's 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 doing. Like the serot- the surreptitious come upon a friend, you know, and be like, oh hey, you, that's there. But the 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 act of like walking up, like oh, there's a group there and they're talking, and then you and you realize that they're like deep into a conversation, and like oh yeah, I'm not going to be able to like wedge my way in here. Slash, like how that. do I leave? How do I leave? It's really obvious. They can see my little sprite going boop, 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 boop. I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, I don't. I mean, that's the it's thing. It's awkward. Is like I, I never, oh, that, like the awkwardness never settles in for me. Like I just like move the sprite around. Just, I'm just oftentimes like if I'm not having a good time, I'm just like running that sprite around really quickly and see if I can like, you know, find stuff. I don't know. It's, I'm not, I'm not willing to write it off, but and and but weirdly enough, all I find myself doing is wishing I'd bought Animal Crossing in like May, <laughs> so I could like visit people's islands. A thing that I, that I could have done, you know, like technically could have done, um, but wasn't wasn't feeling it. And now it's so late, I just feel like you know I don't want to jump on the Animal Crossing train now. Um, maybe they'll next year. Maybe there'll be like some sort of Animal Crossing comeback. <laughs> Maybe. What I really want is I just want the Sims to like make VR interoperable versions of all the Sims stuff. Like so we can like have social spaces in VR. Oh man. But that those are, those that families are were stuff. so dysfunctional, man. I don't want to encounter that in VR. Can you imagine? One of them no, no, your no, no, size no. trying to talk simlish to you. No, 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 no. The idea is that you you all of the assets get turned into VR assets. And so you're just buying the packs to build stuff. So no people, but you're, but the avatars are all sim avatars, but like maybe some pets and stuff. Catherine, you I just like want to go to God and you're, you're still God in, in God mode though, right? Like you're giant and they're tiny. No, 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 no. So you could enter into, so like you build your, see, this is my nightmare. House I do not, I do not want to see them up close. You build your, you build your dream house in Sims and then oh. there's no there's no auto- autonomous Sims walking around. The only okay. Sims in there are other av- are other avatar people, except for the animals. Okay, okay. But, but all of the avatars, because Sims have like I mean this is the thing everyone's like oh we're gonna invent avatars and this and doing avatars that, and it's like people should go look at the avatar builders for Sims right now, right? Like if they could port that over. I mean, I know it's not easy. I know I sound like a total jerk right now. You just take this thing; it's incredibly complicated. But the guy but also, with no three D modeling experience, <laughs> right? You know, just like just just VR it. Although I will also say though that like, you know, they got it running on PC, Mac, and console. You know, like well, I'll go talk to my friend who works at uh, Maxis now, so I'll I'll ask about that. Good, great. good. <laughs> yeah. just you know. Just you know, like it's just it's a, it can be an extra add-on uh, to a pack or something like that. I don't know. It's it's not gonna. The, Sims is too mass market. You know, um, there's there's no advantage for them to drop it into VR right now. Somebody, some VR platform holder would have to give them a whole bunch of money to do a port. Um. Well, from all dramatic reports, pause. the quest two is taking off, right? Yeah. Like all of those people who already had games on the market when they just see the AB between before the Quest 2 ship date and after the Quest 2 ship date, and they're like, what is it, like 500% jump in sales, that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's happening, and I'm guessing whatever random stuff we're just dreaming up right now, someone 
either has already done or is going to do, or it's like somewhere out there on Steam. So it's for all of this, it's just it's just a matter of time. It is just a matter of time. Speaking of matter of time, we've been at this for an hour. Um, we did ping Laura at the beginning of this, and she's like, well, I'll jump in, but I'm also still like exhausted. Uh, so I think maybe we'll just we'll we'll drag Laura into the next time we do this. Sure. Um, um also because it's been an hour and i haven't looked at results and i'm like i bet you there's been like 300 votes added somewhere yes they've they've changed three words in the exact same headline that you saw when you woke up which was basically a variation of the headline that you saw when you went to bed last night (laughs) but but three words no actually there's, there's a few things what is it uh yeah, there's actually some stuff. Uh, some stuff may have gone down in Arizona by now, so probably worth probably worth going to check out. It is so um, weird being on the West Coast as things are happening. Oh, welcome my, to my, my welcome book, to right? <laughs> yeah. Although I'm also like, oh, like this as is happening so late. Oh, it's midnight where they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no, the best thing is like being up at like midnight or one here and like w- watching the anchors, and they're like, oh. <laughs> It's like Chris Cuomo hasn't slept in five days or something like that. It's it's really awesome. Yeah, he always Everyone's looks like punching. that, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know. Well, hey, let's not knock him too much. The dude had coronavirus. So, yes. um, <laughs> anyway. as a longtime resident of New York City, the the Andrew and Chris show is you know it's it's definitely one to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, always, always. All right. Um, I know that we're. There's some, we have, just for everyone listening, because uh, there'll be no, there'll be no rant uh, on this show, although we'll be a cold open just to like do the the stuff, but uh, we've got like a plan. Like the sustaining backers. We... Yeah, exactly. Would uh, you sometimes forget, and I apologize on Noah's behalf. <laughs> I forget the end, but never, at the beginning, but never at the end. Um, it really comes, it comes down to like, I'm another reason to skip to the, to the end of the podcast <laughs> is to hear him butcher your name. Yeah. It's it, another thing is like, I'm, it's because, uh, if, if there's, you can always tell, you'll know that the preamble, the written part of the preamble was long. If I miss the sustaining backers, because what it means is that they wound up on the second page and I didn't get a scroll in. It's as simple as that. That's why that happens. What do you use you um, your font at like 48 or something? Are you just talking no, a lot? No, it's just sometimes when, when the I'll... Uh, Not mutually exclusive. Bullet points are broken up with carriage returns. So it's just the formatting goes big. So if we've got a bunch of guests, like if we have like five guests and they've all got intros, right? Then it's more likely. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a little behind the scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh the the important part of this is that we've got an idea about what we want the rest of sort of the year's programming to be. Um, we just haven't had a chance to execute it yet because of chaos. The everything. Because of the everything, just you know, gestures and gestures wildly around. Look around. Exactly. Look around. <laughs> um, it means that next week's episode. I'm not sure if we're going to start executing on that plan. Uh, and I don't have anything lined up yet, but we'll probably, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get some folks in here. Um, it probably won't be just an after dark, uh, a second one in a row. 
but after that, hopefully the thing we want to do, we're kind of really excited about doing, but I don't want to spoil it, but just know that we are cooking up something a little different. Um, and, uh, we'll hopefully have the, uh, wherewithal to get that done, uh, and slide on into, uh, the next year, uh, with, uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to make a big panache. Yeah, a little, little bit of style. So, all right. Anything else? Anything? Uh, anything on the horizon? People should be keeping an eye out for. Please continue submitting your events to everythingimmersive.com. <laughs> and a uh, shout out to all of our writers who hustled and helped us finish out spooky season, including but not limited to Danielle, Laura, Patrick, Azia, Blake. Ellie, Edward, Michaela, you all are wonderful and we thank you again. And guess what? They're all on the homepage right now of the site. So many freaking reviews. I have to say, we are actually busier than last spooky season, I think. I don't know. We're what? I can't. We're, we're in October, we were actually busier than I think last spooky season or maybe about the same. But at some point, yeah. I counted the number of events on the indoor gets page and it was 150. And then I think uh, I passed out for a few seconds. <laughs> well, and some of those things have like accrued, you know, but maybe not more than 10 percent. Not even that. Oh, yes. Like yeah, 7 percent. Yeah, yes. You know, have, have, and are, are, are sticking around. Many thanks for uh the wonderful person who is helping us with these listings and moving things forward. Thank you so much, Parker. You are a godsend, as is yes. the wonderful Chris Grimm, the developer of everythingimmersive.com, who fixes all of the bugs that I keep managing to find. Indeed. Indeed. Um, we are going to do some big pushes uh, as we push out the year. Uh, around the patreon uh but because uh, the dream is that by this time next year that we are endowed and you know with like corporate money somehow like like get some like big backers to like cover what we're doing and that we're on the road to doing you know or have already gotten a chance to do events again and that these sites, which are uh, rocking and rolling are going to be able to uh still be relying to some degree on volunteer labor, but also we'll be able to start compensating people, getting stipends in people's hands and making sure that the grunt work parts of the stuff uh, get paid for. Because uh, while it's fun, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, and one thing I will do is I will record all of the, the, the stingers again. So we won't have a rant, but we will have the all the data on the end of the show that note Catherine, thanks for uh chewing the fat with me tonight <laughs> thanks for having me yet again <laughs> <laughs> once again i want to thank Catherine you for being our co-host <laughs> and the executive editor of our crazy, crazy publication. Uh, and for, uh, you know, jumping in on the podcast when we haven't had time to organize. Who, who were we going to get this week other than ourselves? 
nobody. Um, but also, who? Yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of people make a lot of announcements this week, and that's that's smart. I'm starting to see them happen today. Uh, uh, no, don't do that. Don't don't do that. There's no point. No one's gonna notice. Wait till Monday. Wait till Tuesday. I, we'll we'll do the stuff. Newsletter's gonna come out. There'll be no EI this week. This week, uh, but newsletter is going to come out. But wait, who's going to notice? Everyone's everyone's focused on the thing. The whole world is focused on the thing. Uh, yeah, uh, you've had enough of us. So let's just go ahead and uh, and if and if you haven't, I'm going to do like a little irregular uh, for the the Patreon backers and just let let everyone know what's going on. Um, but uh, do, 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 do. where's my head at? Uh, oh right. Speaking of the Patreon backers, this is the part where we do the credits of the show. So, the music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society here in Los Angeles. The sustaining backers of No Persinium are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hanson, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, Samuel Mystery, Sidney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, Emily Gillette, Brittany, and Elaine. If you have a show that you're trying to let the world know about, please go to everythingimmersive.com, sign up, Plug your show in there, submit it, and that's how we get into the newsletters and everything else. That is the process. Don't try anything else. If you want to find out what's going on in the world of immersive, your first stop uh, is the Everything Immersive site. If you're looking for a show, if you're if you're looking for news and reviews and features, you're going to go to noprescinium.com. That's where you want to go. You know this. No one's listening to this one for the first time. I'm just I'm practicing some stuff here. And uh, finally, uh, if you need to reach us, uh, pitches at nopersinium.com goes to the core team. Uh, you, you can write myself or Catherine. Uh, we're our first names at nopersinium.com, but I don't recommend doing that. Send it to the pitches account because we both see it and so do some other folks uh, who can jump in and help. Um, there's a lot more to come. Uh, I'm, I'm finally ready to start making plans. Uh, now that the world is, uh, you know, the future has been revealed, as it were, uh, which is as optimistic as I want to be at the moment. <laughs> it's like all fingers and toes. Uh, I hope you have a good weekend, and uh, we've got a lot more to talk about and many things to dive into in the weeks and months ahead. And I look forward to doing that with all of you. And for those of you who have access to the Discord, uh, come on down. We're going to be uh, we're going to be around a lot next week because I miss you all. And yeah, all right, enough of that for now. Until next time, I'm Noah Nelson, and thank you for wearing the mask. <laughs>